It is great to be back with you again on the Ad1920 podcast, continuing our conversation on the series of the Sons of God. I hope you've been blessed so far from the life of Lot, from the life of Terra, and from the life of Paul that we discussed last week. So the son that we're talking about today is Korah. And so today, we Korah means boldness. Oh, no, no. Badness, badness in the hair, you know, means an emptiness, an empty space. You know, that was what his name means. And so, if you look at number 16, the whole chapter itself outlined the rebellion of Korah, of Datan, of an Abiram, and talked about and this cost the life of 250 allies, allies that worked with them. They lost their life. The Bible said that this man assembled together against Moses and Aaron to lodge a complaint and to make their grumbling known. So they were already grumbling even before coming, but by the time came, they brought their complaint even uh, before God. And their complaint was against God's chosen. And you see, so when you, you, you grumble against God's chosen leader, you are grumbling against God. And so, God himself has chosen uh, Moses and, and Aaron. God chose Moses and Moses by extension through God chose Aaron to into that work and so God was the one that chose uh, Aaron. So the complaint against God's chosen leaders was that Moses and Aaron had become too lofty and exalted above the people. And let's be honest, in our generation we see a lot of people saying like, different things against men of God, against uh, 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 senior believers or against different people even at work against different people, you know, living, complain, and all of that. Yeah, some complain, might be right, but some, they are not caught for it. Good to see the reason why. We need to be careful how we align ourselves. Remember the three gang leaders or the ring leaders of this movement was Korah, Datan, and Abiram. But already they had 250 allies that joined with them, and we all know the end. For those of you that know the story, you can check it out uh, and read it. So there's a lot of biblical commentary online. There's a lot of different conversation about this. A rebellion against this movement, this data, the Korah, Datan, and Abiram movement, life that matters. So they got themselves into big trouble. So, interestingly, Korah, and there's something you need to learn about Korah, Korah and his gang, they used the holiness of the congregation as the excuse for challenging Moses and Aaron. <laughs> so, they were using that which is holy to bring to lend their complaints. Sometimes, how do you also manipulate that you're fighting for just cause? We've seen a lot of activists. I can name thousands and thousands of them. I, I, I worked in the civil society space for some time, or even still there. So in the early days, I know I see a lot of people that come. They say, "Oh, they are fighting for the just cause. We are fighting for education for all, water for all, uh, peace for all, and all of that." And but they're just using to build their own stage to go. We've seen people that protest. We have heard a lot of scandal around Black Lives Matters. We have heard a lot of scandal against different movements all over the world. A few people, even in Nigeria, of different feminist movement, of uh, the, the, the different campaign in Nigeria, all of that, and they, they enrich themselves. People take money out of all of this movement, men movement, children movement, different, and they're stealing money that is meant to serve the people. But they come in the name of just cause, but they were only fighting for their pocket. And so there are a lot of innocent people that joined the cause, just like the issue of Korah, Datan, and Abiram, 250 people join this cost, but it cost them their life. 
And so, it's very critical that we are careful. So, as descendant of uh, Kohat, which was Korah's job, so you need to understand why the Lord Himself said their, their complaint was false, was not right. So, Korah, he's from a descendant in the, in the Bible called the Kohat. And so, there was a specific purpose and role for them. So, the Kohat's job for them, their own job was to help. To transport the holy furnishings so there was a rule that God gave in the Bible so there was the Lord himself in the Old Testament during the movement of the children of Israel even to the promised land and to begin to serve the Lord you can check that in Numbers chapter 4 1 to 20 take time to study it you really see something that happened there so their role of this Kohat which is the tribe of, uh, of, of, of Korah the only work was to transport the holy furnishing of the sanctuary their role was to carry the Ark of the Covenant the altar, the lampstand, and everything that was their basic role. But at some point, you no, know, Korah decided that mm, I cannot do manual labor again. You know that it was beneath him, and so at that point, and you know, Moses and funny Moses and Aaron were his cousins, and so he said, Well, I can just my cousins be exalted, I can lead Israel when you know, in the wilderness. Why me? I am moving things, no, setting. So, ah, it wasn't right. It wasn't fair for me. I deserve better. Are you at the point in your life when you're asking, I deserve better? And that was what has helped cost many people trouble. They are not ready to serve. I've heard different stories of people that God called them into ministry to serve others and all of that. But because they became jealous, because, because they became, they wanted more power to themselves, they wanted to arrogate power to themselves, they go and open their own branch. You know, when I was growing up in one city called Benue Makori, was a very prominent pastor. The guy was good in planting new churches and all of that. And so at some point, he was one of this new generation church that's so big and powerful in the country. And so he was being posted to a different place. At some point, through some supporter in the church and all of that, and based on some of the information that was at my disposal, they might not be totally correct. He refused to go. And he opened his own church. And the rest is history. He's no longer known anywhere. If he had remained in that mission, it would have been known because God gave him a grace to plant churches. So as God giving the grace to evangelize, there's a brother of ours when we were growing up in the university. That guy is gifted. Anytime I still see him, I tell my wife about him always. I've not seen anybody that's gifted with the gift of evangelism. That guy can say the gospel to anybody. Even if it's possible for Satan to repent through the gift of God over his life, he will bring Satan back into the fold. But Sometimes people like that waste those graces and chase other things that God is not calling them into. And so there were people like that. Maybe one day somebody like that will come and say, no, I want to be the CEO. I want to be the general overseer of a church and all of that. You miss your point. So what has God called you into? At what point, at what place in service have you been called into by the Lord? It's your duty to carry the lampstand and to move things around. Never get to a point to say, I deserve better. As great, as good as that question is, that is some of the things that put a lot of people in trouble. I deserve better. Who, design, who defines that better? Have you been the chief usher for a long time and they've never recognized you or one day call you in front of the church to praise you? The Lord is preparing you for something. Never allow the spirit of Korah to come into you. See, people go and join fashion. Churches are fighting. They take side. So, oh, I am for Paul. Just say I am for 
I am, I'm, I'm for Apollos. But you see, Paul said, no. He said, neither I nor Apollos grow. We only just water. But there's somebody that makes increase, which is God. Do you want to align with him that makes increase? So in the life of Korah, we need to see that Korah himself knew the truth. But he led the other people astray. It was clear of the duty of his family. He was clear what he was supposed to be doing. But he, was, he manipulated others to say, no, look at us. We've been working here. We've been the chief security of this ministry for a long time. Nobody's doing anything. We've been this, we've been that. Are you one that is to get people against an anointed counsel of God? An anointed leader of God? My encouragement to you today will be, let us know or let yourself know who is telling you that you deserve better. Remember here, we're not talking about just living a life of mediocrity, just living a life of not pursuing God's purpose. Say no. When that questions begin to ring in your head, ask yourself, where is it coming from? Is the devil whispering to your spirit or somebody's calling to call you and say, ah, Benga, you deserve better. Why in this church you've been here all these years, nobody has called you one day to even teach. Nobody has called you one day to preach. That is danger. Run away from such people. In this life, they call you, oh, you've been friend to this guy. And every time this guy is just growing, he's doing this, he's doing that. Which does he help you to do this? You better leave that guy and move away. People have left their ministry. People have left the place of God. Calling upon their life with that question, I deserve better. Yes, you deserve better. But who is driving it? Who is instigating it? So what are some of the seven to eight lessons that we can learn from the life of um, Korah and his group? And I think the first point which I already started talking about is you need to avoid living a hypocritical life. Korah was living a hypocritical life because he knew the truth. But he was pretending he was fighting for a holy cause. And he brought in other people and wasted their life into a deadly cause. I've heard a lot of people that come out to fight. We are fighting for equality we are fighting for gender this we are fighting for gender that and which is great but in the secret they are those sorry to say that those among them i know that love men than anything and they deceive other ladies and say oh, don't leave men alone men are scum men are this men are that and they're hypocrites they're also men like that that do you pretend to be something outside that you are not and you lead other people astray you know you try to want to toast the bible to say oh, you are a reformed man you do this you do that but inwardly or at home you don't do that. So it's a big question for us. Never live the life of hypocrisy. Don't deceive others outside. When you go inside, you are, you are something else. You are a beast. That beat your wives every day. Shout at her. You control her. She doesn't have any release. Be careful. The second point from the life of Korah that we can learn is that don't struggle for leadership position. Never. Even at work, people keep depriving you. of going to do your best to speak, but... Let it be in the hands of God. God is the one that promotes. That should come neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the not to the south, but from above. When it's time, the Lord will pick you up. Never struggle for his leadership position. Never manipulate to become a leader and never gang up against anybody. Always support those in leadership because your day will come. If you don't support, trust me, one day, we are all leaders, but that positional leadership, one day will get to you. If you plot the downfall of somebody else, People in thousandfold will plot your own downfall. Never be part of leadership tussle, especially in church or in any organization. I've just said that. That's just reemphasizing that. Don't sow seed of rebellion. Korah did that. Never ever sow seed of rebellion. It doesn't end where. It ends in trouble. 
then you also need to accept your rule and position. Just so you find peace, brothers. I know I'm sharing from, from experience. Once you understand your place in the things of God and in the scheme of eternity, you will struggle less in life. Trust me, friends, you will struggle less in life. You just find peace. People would not understand. They would think, oh, this guy's living. No. Just serve. Just find your place. Find your purpose. Find that community where God has placed you. You have peace. But be rest assured that one day the world will hear about you. You must say, how would they hear from the corner of the world? People will hear about you. God knows how to. People that matters are people that consigns your own destiny. God will bring them and they will know you. So please never so. Accept your role and your position and your calling. There is always a personal responsibility in the midst of corporate sin. So there was a corporate sin, the 250, Korah, Data, and Abiram, they, they, you know, they committed the corporate sin. But each, everybody had his own personal responsibility. They would have exonerated themselves. Yes, it was a corporate sin. They were led into it. But they needed to have taken personal responsibility. So you may say, oh, yes, the, the, the country is bad. Everything is bad. But what is your own personal responsibility? You must take it. You cannot exonerate yourself from it. In every corporate sin, be ready to take your own responsibility. And that's why you see, when we read in the Old Testament, when Nehemiah, Joshua, all those people wanted to build, Nehemiah said, for the sin of myself, of my fathers, of my household, and the sin of the whole community. Never exonerate yourself. Always look for a place to plead God. What part am I not playing that is affecting what is going on here? On that lesson from Korah himself is that we need to, the pride case. Korah's pride, his arrogance and his foolishness is no it's, it's, it, it was opposite to what God was calling God's holiness, God's righteousness and purity he claimed he was fighting for God's holiness was fighting for God's cause but he was a man full of pride, arrogance and he was full of foolishness there's no foolishness in God God is holy, God is righteous and God is pure and that is just so obvious that we could see from his life then it's important, I think one lesson or that last lesson we're going to learn from the life of Korah is Grumbling and complaining are never harmless. Try not to live a life of complaint. Try never to live a life of grumbling. The deception of sins like this is that the sins harmless, but the trouble is that if you're honest, you know, many of us have even grown comfortable with sins like this in our own lives. And so one decision is for you to make everyone has to fall in order, even if they disagree with the decision. And so this is what the word is saying. For example, is that when everybody has agreed that this is what we're going to do, even when you disagree, once you disagree, you just need to fall in order and believe and promote. Don't grumble. Don't complain. You know, that is the problem of Korah. He knew the order of God. He knew the plan of God. But he failed to fall into it. And that's how leadership works. Because most times a leader will not agree with all of our, or all of our contribution because it's not easy to take. But once the whole group has agreed, and that's why we talk about democracy or constitution, the whole group has agreed. You just need to fall in order. You don't need to go back and form a parallel group or form a parallel and start complaining about the leaders, about what they want to do. If you have an HOD, you have somebody over your head, just fall in line and do. And just continue to live. You might disagree with the decision that was made, but it's not in your place to instigate people against the leader. Learn to fall in order. It is a kingdom. There is a process. There's a way of doing things. And we pray that the Lord will help us. You know, today's heavy. The life of Korah does not really gives us a lot of, I know, positive. Let's just a lot of don't do this, don't do that. 
there was nothing so good in their life for us to see that this is what they did right because they knew the right thing to do but they failed and I pray that the Lord will help us that we will not fall into the sin of Korah so once we meet again next week I will be talking about the life of Jacob as our next son of God in our Sons of God series may the Lord help us I want you to think deep I want you to just reflect in your life and say are there anything in resemblance of Korah movement in my life Please separate yourself from such movement. Please just free your soul, free yourself, free your family, and the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. See you next week, friends. Bye-bye. Have a good one.